Hello and welcome into Main Street Preps this week. I'm Rel Savinozzi, joined today by Tyler Palmatier, as always. We've got a fun show lined up today. We are going to talk to new James Lawson High School football coach Brian Lilly. He was just named to that position last week. He's formerly been the defensive coordinator at Brentwood Academy, but now moving over to Bellevue for the, uh, the new job over there at James Lawson, um, which is going to take the place of Hillwood High School. Really exciting stuff out there Tyler and then we're also going to get into some basketball topics uh Brandon Miller having a great game against Vanderbilt here in his homecoming and uh several other items too so uh Tyler are you ready to get this thing going yeah let's do it all right before we do that I want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office fans don't let fans drive drunk let's go ahead and jump right in now with Brian Lilly the new James Lawson football coach who we bring in now by video Brian how you doing today I'm doing well, gentlemen. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank, congratulations yeah. on your new gig over there at James Lawson. And I know it's got to be an exciting time for you and, and also the school that's set to open this fall. I mean, um, what made this position a good fit for you? Well, I think um, going back to the beginning of the process, whenever I started speaking with um, Coach Pete Froden, who's the athletic director, and then I had a meeting with him and Dr. Schaefer, uh, who's the executive principal um, currently at Hillwood, you know, I, I was able to see their vision and I was able to see that one, they were great men and two, you know, it was something that I could see that our visions aligned. And, and so obviously from there, there was a um, interview process and, and I was able to obviously become um, the guy that they chose. But, you know, I think being able to see that vision that they have for the school um, and also there's a great foundation that's going to be built there um, that you know, success is, is kind of subjective at times, not always defined by wins and losses. And I think just being able to um, go in there and to win the community, to win the school, I think is a big deal. And I think that everybody wants to be successful. Um, and that's the kind of program I want to be a part of. And Brian, I know it's early. You just were announced as, as the new coach, not two, three weeks ago, but uh, do you know what kind of coaching philosophy that you'll have yet? I mean, how much brainstorming about things like that goes into this process for a new coaches, you're kind of waiting to really dive in. How much are you thinking about what that philosophy might be? Well, I think, um, you know, coach Cody White here at Brentwood Academy um, was my high school head football coach in Texas. And so his first year as a head coach was my, my senior year of high school. And so ever since then, that's always been a dream of mine. And so it's something that, you know, I think as coaches, we do, as we start to rise in the profession, we start to have those, um, our coaching manuals, our coaching philosophies and things of that nature. So we've been thinking about it for a long time. And um, then you see, for example, you have this stuff that's the pillars of success that you believe as a man, you believe as a leader for yourself, regardless of what school you're at. Um, I think that you go from there and then you, you tailor it specifically for the school. And so there's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, my wife's like, Hey, are you going to go to bed? And I'm like, nah, I got to finish this. And there's certain things where, you know, working out and, you know, you're talking about coaching philosophy of, of how your coaches are going to, you know, coach the guys, coaching their own personalities, but, you know, being loyal to the program, there's all the different program specific things of, you know, obviously offense, defense, special teams and those things, but we got to see first the, the type of kids that we have, you know, we haven't really seen much film and we want to be able to give everybody a fresh start. So there's a lot of philosophy that goes into that. But I think just being able to understand that it's big is, bigger than the X's and O's, it's, it's so much more than that. It's bigger than the game itself. Um, and it's about making sure that these next generation of men are way better than we've ever been. And so that's our job is to make sure that they understand how much we love them and care about them. And then the philosophy stuff, there's a ton of it goes into it. Um, and a lot of pages, a lot of notes, a lot of different um, brainstorming. Um, but it's going to be awesome whenever it occurs. 
Brian, you mentioned the fresh start there, uh, but obviously the, uh, the Hillwood football program has struggled quite a bit in recent years. Um, what challenges are you expecting as you try to build up this new team over at James Lawson? I think the first thing that we have to do is be able to get these young men to believe in themselves. Um, I think that, like I've said before, you know, success is subjective. And, and I think that there were some successes there. The wins and losses might not have always come. Um, but I think Coach Moore, you know, had good intentions and, and he was able to have some success um, from there and build off the foundation. I'll be able to build from that of what he put into place. And so, um, you know, I think that that with COVID and with all those different things, being able to get these kids and get them back into um, a, a formidable offseason program to be able to get them rolling. Um, we'll have a little bit of a weird time as one day we'll, we'll have worked out at, at Hillwood and the next day we'll wake up and we'll be at James Lawson. Um, so there's a little bit that comes into that. But I think that just being able to get these guys to believe in themselves is the first thing and being able to rally the community with the, the community support, the parent support, all those different things. I think it's going to be a big deal and um, getting them to believe in themselves because if they don't believe in themselves, then we're not going to be successful. And so showing them when I had my first meeting with them, I just told them like, we're here to develop you into the next generation of great men that Nashville is going to be able to have. And so from there, you know, how can we get you to to love this program, to be committed to this program? Well, a lot of it comes from, you know, us showing you how much we love and respect you and earning your trust um, from the get-go. So I think that's a lot with it. I think, obviously, there's been some kids over the years that, because of Hillwood, that may not necessarily have had the um, the school and the uh, facilities that are up to par. They might have went to other places that um, great you know, community that they're in, um, that a lot of kids were going to private schools. And so I think having James Lawson, the, the state-of-the-art $152 million um, facility um, is going to be awesome and be able to have, you know, over 20 AP classes offered. It's going to be a phenomenal campus and a great experience for these kids that there's not going to be another place that's better than that. Yeah, we're going to ask you about those facilities here in a little bit. That's uh, if, if you haven't, if anybody out there hasn't seen those renderings, they are, they are impressive. Uh, Obviously, uh, Brian, you're coming from Brentwood Academy, which is a, a well-regarded private school. The the private public school uh, setting is quite different. But is there what is something maybe that cor- that correlates between the two it makes them the same that some people may overlook? Kids are kids, and kids need people like us in their life to be able to speak life into them, and to be able to believe in them, and to be able to love them. So it doesn't matter where the kid is. Um, it doesn't matter if it's Brentwood Academy, if it's Cisco Junior College where I used to work. Uh, it could be at um, at Lawson. What they need is they need people like us that are going to speak life into them and be real with them, be honest, hold them accountable, give them the discipline. And so um, there may be more that need us at a, at a public school setting. Um, but you know, I'm from a public school in Texas and. Being able to coach in a public school back in Texas, being able to coach at a junior college, I think being able to be around what we found is that it was a big deal when I came here at Brentwood Academy. Coach White told me, hey, listen, at the end of the day, kids need mentors, kids need role models. Doesn't matter where you are, um, they still need you. And so I think that's the biggest thing is to be able to um, kind of debunk the narrative that these kids can't do it um, and to them to understand that they absolutely can and the coaching world is very much one where, you know, you've got to move up the ladder. You've got to really show that you've, you've had experience at a high level to get one of these types of um, head coaching jobs. I know, obviously, at Brentwood Academy, you were able to get that type of experience. Um, you mentioned a little bit about the interview process and, and things like that. But I guess what made you first interested in this job? And, and how did that all kind of come to pass there for you to, to get this opportunity where you're now a head coach for the first time? Yes, sir. So um, it was around Thanksgiving time. Um, 
Coach White actually at Brentwood Academy, he had gotten uh, contacted by Coach Froden. Um, they've known each other for a little while through Coach Hubie Smith, who's a basketball coach at Brentwood Academy. And he was just asking if there was anybody he knew that would be um, energetic, young, enthusiastic, that wants to build something. Um, so Coach White called me and, and asked me if I would be interested. I said, yes, sir. And um, so I was able to get on the phone with Coach Froden. And from there, we spoke for an hour. The next weekend, we met at the campus of Lawson, um, the construction site, and with Dr. Schaefer. Um, and we kind of just went through our different visions and kind of got to know each other. Um, and then from there, uh, there was different, you know, informal meetings and then the interview process right before Christmas break. So there's a lot that went into that. Um, there's different, you know, manuals you take into and different philosophies you talk into and, and, and what's your philosophy of kids and keeping people eligible and all those different things. It's, it's a, it's a big job. And as you know, um, being a head football coach is, is being a CEO of a company. And so, um, being able to do those things and to project our vision, uh, my vision onto the program, I think was a huge deal. And to be able to have um, them and myself be able to kind of meet in the middle of, of both, you know, wanting one another um, for the job that was in place. And going back to something you said earlier, Brian, about Cody White, obviously uh, he he has announced he's going to be moving on from Brentwood Academy. There'll, uh, there'll be a new voice there. Uh, I mean, he's the guy you played. I'm not sure I realized that you played for him, Brian. Uh, but I, you know, he's the guy who brought you over to to BA. Um, you know, what what was what's the most important thing you've learned from Cody White? I'm eternally grateful for Coach White for believing in me. Um, he came to Denison whenever I was 14 years old. I'm 32 now, so we've been rocking together for a long time. Um, I think the biggest thing for him is is that he's always taught me. Um, how to be a great leader, how to be a fair leader, um, how to believe in your um, in your employees. So being the assistant athletic director this past year with him, I even got to see it even more in different types of meetings. But um, the thing about Coach White is, is Coach White's always fair and Coach White um, calls it like he sees it. Um, he's very honest. And, um, you know, he's one of the people that has always believed in me. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm eternal grateful for him. You know, our son, you know, we're going to refer to him as, as Grandpa White one day. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, you know, he's just uh, he's been like a father figure and a mentor to me. And and I can't think of anyone else that would have been better to, to have learned under under all these years. So you alluded to those facilities earlier uh, in what James Lawson High School is, is going to look like. But. Uh, specifically the football stadium and the facilities. Um, can you kind of walk us through what kind of the vision is for those and uh, if there are any unique features planned plan for the football side? Yes, sir. So um, the entrance will be at the 50-yard line. Um, like you can kind of see on the 3D rendering, you'll walk through the 50-yard line and you'll be able to be on the home side. Um, you know, we're still in the process. We'll be grass at first and then we'll, you know, probably get in transition to turf as Metro has um, announced that. Um, the cool thing I think is uh, the the locker rooms, like so the, the team locker room, the coach's office, um, all those different things are underneath the stadium. Um, and so there's a, there's different doors that be able to go in from there. There's also um, other locker rooms for like the soccer, um, soccer uh, locker rooms for boys and girls. Um, the coach's office on the outside. Um, there's a huge hill that's going to be great to run on. Um, and, and so I think it's really great to be able to have the scenery of it. And when people go out there, they're going to see that um, it's going to be beautiful. And I think that the football field is going to be great with all those specifics that come through it. Um, at the end of the day, it's a standard link football field that like everybody else plays on. Um, the locker room is going to be phenomenal. The school itself is, is state of the art. And, um, it, you know, it's such, it's such things like the architect is so um, detail oriented that 
the end of the hallway actually kind of narrows a little bit because you you gain more um, square footage on the front end where most people are uh, congregate in the inside of the hallways than at the end of the hallways. So there's little features like that. You know, I think over half of the um, the energy in the in the academies comes from solar panels on top of the roof. Um, so there's just so many different things that come into it that I thought were spectacular. Yeah, what a fun. Uh, you know, I know a lot of work goes into starting a school and specifically starting a football program, but what a fun opportunity just to start from scratch and something like that that's uh, so much positive energy is being pumped into uh, and, and certainly money too. Uh, you've, got, you've got Nolansville in your region, Brian. Uh, that's a football program started new uh, not too long ago and has had a relatively quick rise. Uh, I'm not trying to load this question up, but does James Lawson football have uh, a chance to make maybe a quicker rise than normal because of the potential for the growth in that Bellevue area? Um, Yes, sir. I think so. I think there's big shoes to be able to fill. Um, I think there's great foundation that's going to be set, but one of the great things about it is obviously Bellevue is a community that has been hungry for a school since 1980, whenever they moved to Hillwood in the first place. Um, So you have a a growing community of over 75,000 people that didn't have a school. Um, So be able to have that, to be able to win the middle school to the kids that are supposed to go to James Lawson, they continue to go to James Lawson. Um, And also being a school that's in Metro, that's open zone. So technically any kid in the city that could apply for um, entrance into James Lawson can go to school there. And so, you know, I think that that the facilities will speak for itself. The school is state of the art. We're going to build a phenomenal football staff um, of guys that have had, you know, different kinds of experiences um, all around the state, all around the United States. Um, I think it's a big deal. And so, um, you know, obviously, you know, me being a prideful person, absolutely. We think it's going to be a great rise. Um, you know, we're the lightning and I'm an English teacher, so I'm big on cliches at time. And I think it's going to be something we're going to shock the world. I think it's going to be a big deal for that. But from we have to be able to walk before we can run. Um, and we got to be able to see what we have. And, and if we get these kids to believe in themselves, I think it's going to be a big deal. We get the coaches that can come in that are, are going to be able to be, um, you know, the, 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 the overseer of their own side of the ball, whatever it may be that they're in charge of the linebackers, they're in charge of the office, whatever it may be, they take ownership of that. They want to be successful. They want to be guys that either have done it as head coaches or want to be head coaches. Um, I think it's a big deal. And I think we're going, what it is, it's going to take some people initially, like whenever you build anything, there has to be some people that um, take a chance and they believe in a vision, a vision that's portrayed, a vision that's um, spoken into uh, existence. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to have to be able to find. And there's going to be these people, the first class that walks through these hallways um, is going to be the foundation of, of Lawson High School. So we can be able to see those things and, and who's going to believe in the vision that we have for the program. I think it'll speak to it. And, and I think talking to people like, um, you know, Coach Hester, who's a great friend of mine that, that started the Nolansville program, um, being able to get guys like that at, that have done these things. It's a little different type of situation because it's, it's Hillwood going to Lawson. And so you have those guys, which is good, rather than starting a new program and getting to see them in, in the summer. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that go into it. I think, you know, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but from there, we're going we're gonna to try our best to do our best in every single thing we do. And uh, we'll see what goes from there. Brian, you sort of answered my last question here, so I'll ask it a little bit differently. But you mentioned that you know the old Bellevue High School closed in 1980. It was open from like 1931 to 1980, and uh, when it closed, the community, like you said, really fought against that. Didn't want to lose their high school um, at the time, more of a tight knit, smaller community. And of course, uh, 40 years later, uh, things have changed quite a bit in Bellevue. But yeah. 
Uh, I actually live there. And, and when you drive around town, you still kind of see traces of kind of that tight knit community. You still kind of feel some of that. So it sounds like you guys are hoping to capitalize on that and, and maybe drum up some community support. Am I, is that kind of what, what you guys are thinking? Yes, sir. I, I think it's something that um, Bellevue, there's a lot of people that are excited uh, for this program to be able to come back there. There's a lot of people, you know, the last graduating class of, of Bellevue was a long time ago. Um, but there's a community there of, of people that have moved into Bellevue since then um, that have been longing for a school for a long time, ever since they left. And so I've, I've heard stories of back in the day how it was standing room only whenever people play against each other. It was it was Bellevue Owls against the uh, Brentwood Academy back in those days. It was a big deal. Hillwood was doing really well. So I think being able to pay homage to those um, the, the people that went to school at Bellevue High School, the people that went to school at Hillwood High School, I think not having their history be lost. Um, I think it's a big deal. And then, so we'll try to be able to have guys that have come into our program that come speak to us or, or whatever it may be, can be around the program that have done things for um, at Hillwood at um, Bellevue. And I think it's a big deal because um, the community is hungry for it. And I've, I've heard, I've, I've met so many people that are, that live in Bellevue. Um, and, and so my wife and I are looking forward to eventually becoming a, a part of that community as well. Um, and I, and I think that just being able to to show people and to get, you know, things such as the Bellevue Steelers back rolling and things of that nature and just all these this new growth that's coming into the city to capitalize on that and to show them um, Lawson High School is the school of Bellevue and those people could be um, proud of what they have in their community. I, I do not know what the Bellevue Steelers are. Uh, it's a youth, youth organization. Okay. Uh, yeah, youth organization. Program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so okay. it's a it's a, it's like a little kids football team. Yeah, okay. um, and then obviously we have Bellevue Middle School and, and uh, HG Hill that that feed into there as well. Uh, gotta ha- gotta have it. Yeah, um, I was just making sure I wasn't missing like a minor league hockey team or something that comes to town, <laughs> you know, arena league or something. But Brian, yes, sir, really appreciate you having uh, coming on with us. Um, a lot of great insight, and uh, you know that's something I think a lot of people in Metro for sure are looking forward to to seeing that school open. And I know the, the uh, coaching fraternity and Metro will be happy to have you as well. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, we're excited for the future of what um, James Lawson high school has in store for Bellevue. Um, there's a lot of people that want to be able to give to Bellevue. We have annual funds, all those different things. But what we're going to see is we just want people to know that we're there for them. This is the community school of Bellevue. Um, and we're excited for the future. Uh, we appreciate y'all, and thank you so much for allowing me on today. You bet, and thanks again, Brian. That has been uh, new James Lawson, high school football coach Brian Lilly. Really appreciate his time today. We're going to take a quick break now and then come back with a little bit of basketball talk before we get out of here. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Welcome back to Main Street Preps this week. It's time to talk some hoops. And Tyler, let's start with the Brandon Miller show. Came through Nashville on Tuesday night, and it did not disappoint. Uh, Brandon went for 30 points, 10 rebounds. He made four three-pointers and a win at Vanderbilt. Um, 
Tyler, I mean, I think we all knew Brandon Miller was a special player and we got to see him up close and personal last year, or the last few years, I should say, in high school. But uh, what he's doing right now as a f- true freshman at Alabama is just nothing short of amazing. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people, including probably us, would have thought this is somewhere around um, maybe the ceiling for what Miller could have been doing this first year. I mean, certainly he's talented enough. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm looking up at his numbers. I mean, I, I don't know how they get much better than that. Maybe you could average a couple more points. I mean, 20 points is a – I mean, you're – I don't know, 25 points. I, I feel like for me this is about the ceiling I could see him being as a freshman, um, especially when you look at that shooting percentage. I mean, even good shooters can get pushed off their spots a little bit as a skinny, skinnier freshman. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's all kind of happening. Like we all – we are all – every night he did something special here, and it's almost like he's – every night he's doing something special in college, and it looked so effortless when he was here. I know he's trying, but I mean, it, he's, he's, he's still looks kind of effortless. <laughs> it, yeah, that's that's I've noticed that, too. He's so smooth and it just it looks really easy to him. And mm-hmm. you mentioned the shooting. I mean, right now he's at 46 percent for the season on three pointers, which is just an absolutely elite number. And I believe that's even up from what he was last year at Cane Ridge, which, you know, when you when you move to a tougher uh, level, obviously the jump from high school to college is pretty big. But the fact that he's even improved as a shooter during that short time span um, it's just incredible. And he's really playing his way, I think, into being a one and done um, player there at Alabama. You know, when you look at all these way too early NBA mock drafts and, you know, the draft is still several months away. It's not going to happen until this summer. But he is listed in the top five, top 10 picks in just about every single one that I've seen. Yeah, I believe it, too. I mean, he's uh, he's got the size and the shooting ability everybody likes. And I think as people are going to find out, you know, it's there's it's kind of tough to stat it all out but defensively he's a problem I mean he was pretty good on defense at Cane Ridge um and it's not just getting steals and forcing turnovers I mean he fills up a lot of space on the court he can can really change shots um that's not something that ever gets statted I think he's a really good defender so I mean at this rate unless something changes he's we've seen uh we'll get one year Brandon Miller in Alabama uniform and then it's going to be an NBA uniform after that I would imagine there could be one more chance to catch him in Nashville. Of course, the SEC tournament will be played here in March at Bridgestone Arena. So if you missed out on last night, still another chance, hopefully, to see him uh, in person in town. Um, but let's shift gears now, Tyler, to some of the, the stuff happening here locally, mm-hmm. basketball-wise. I know, I know you've got some notes on that, but um, just over the last week or so, what sort of stood out to you on the, uh, the high, high school basketball scene? Yeah, well, we, we've been at our share of the uh, – the D2AA middle region uh, boys basketball games. And th- that I was telling somebody the other night, I just, I've never been able to figure out that league. They, I think they really do just beat up on each other. And that's a cliche, but it's hard to figure out who's the best team, even among the top ones. Uh, you know, last week I went and watched Pope go to Ensworth and just uh, really kind of pull away in a little bit of a blowout there. Uh, BA, meanwhile, uh, Brentwood Academy, meanwhile, is playing so well and, and uh, has a great record and is handling everybody that comes their way. I'm assuming at that point, Brentwood Academy is kind of the class of the region again. Uh, then that same Friday, uh, Brentwood Academy and in- hosts Innsworth, and it's 12 to 12 at halftime, and it's really close. Really, nobody's playing good. And then, of course, Brentwood Academy comes back and pretty much um, you know hands it to NBA, the, the second team in that region this week. So I don't know if I gain anything. It's more just make learn, uh, noting that I have no clue how to really predict what goes on in that region because all the teams are pretty good. 
Uh, another team that got a big win last night was uh, CPA in overtime uh, against Pope Prep. So that's another. I mean, the the rank the the fight to get into the postseason and to advance there is really good in that league. So you get some really good like February basketball out of that. You know, the first, when they're just now get trying to get into the playoffs, that's really exciting in that league because it's, it's the playoffs start a little bit earlier. Yeah, right now it looks like it's Brentwood Academy and then just a whole uh, logjam of teams there for fighting for the other spots. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, last week I got to see a, a great Metro Nashville battle between Hillsboro and East Nashville, and that was I mean, that was an experience. It was completely jammed. I mean, there was the parking situation was you needed to get there early to get a spot. You needed to get there early to get a seat because I think it was around beginning of the second quarter of the girls game. They, they cut off the doors and said, hey, nobody else is coming in unless you're on a pass list or something like that. So uh, capacity crowd there it holds about 1,300 people. And I mean, the crowd was just hanging on every shot, every dunk. Uh, it was really fun. And East Nashville, of course pulled away and won that game and uh, still undefeated. So a great season there for the Eagles and then Hillsborough too, uh, for them to hang in there against a tough team. I think, uh, I think we've both seen Hillsborough and agree that they're right in that contending mix as well. Yeah. It's fun to have two teams from Metro and I, you could throw in the Pearl Cone boys because uh, they gave East Nashville a pretty good game right after we got back from the holiday break. But um Hillsborough and you have two teams in uh, the Metro system that are, are playing really well and are exciting to watch. It's a lot of fun because, as we mentioned, we were talking about Miller. You know, uh, he was, you know, East Nashville was good last year. Hillsborough was pretty good. But the, the main dish in Metro last year was where's Brandon Miller playing tonight. So those gyms would kind of fill up as he went around. But it's nice to see some of these other uh, teams be able to reap those benefits to get a little bit of gate money and, uh, and, and you know, just have having great atmospheres in those um buildings you just you can't go wrong there i mean that's always uh that's always just good to have yeah totally agree so uh anything else on basketball before we before we move on here tyler um no i I, you know i really need to get out to a girls game uh other than i went and watched dinsworth play got got a look at jelani cambridge um last week uh, and Asked her a little bit about her recruitment. You know, she's trying to keep that a little low-key, which I kind of like. Uh, I mean, she's the top-ranked player in ESPN's rankings for 2024, and um, she's as impressive as she's ever been. I mean, I could say that. If you haven't seen her this year, she's uh, up and down the court. It's the same. Her mid-range shot's a little better. Uh, as she gets older, you know, she's uh, she's she's got more muscle. She's able to finish really well, and she was already finishing well, so uh, – It'll be interesting to see how far she can carry Innsworth. She's having to average about 28 points a game. So um, that's a, quite a bit more than she was doing last year. Yeah, that's a tough player to, to guard there for sure. But we are going to take our second uh, quick break here and then come back to wrap up the show. game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA.
if you're still watching or listening at this point, we uh, we give you all the props in the world. And we thank you for sticking with us. Uh, great interview there with Brian Lilly. Hope you enjoyed the basketball talk as well. Uh, now it's time to wrap up the show. And I quickly want to mention that uh, my role at Main Street Media is changing. I'm moving into a new position in audience development. Uh, still going to be around the high school scene and the sports scene some, but um, my, my day-to-day kind of duties are changing a little bit. And there's going to be more to come on that as we kind of uh, – it's, it's a new job nobody's had before. So we're kind of feeling that out. And, uh, but just want to let everybody know that nothing's changing with main street preps. We're still going to be, uh, delivering, you know, the most comprehensive high school sports coverage in the area on a daily basis. So you can look forward to that. And uh, I know Tyler and the rest of the team is, is going to do a great job, uh, keeping it rolling. So, um, with that, uh, I think that's all we got today, Tyler, unless there's anything else you got. I got, no, I got nothing else to add. Mm-mm. No. All righty. Well, thanks for tuning in today and we will be back. Same time, same place on Main Street Preps this week, next week.